What is going on, everyone? We are back with another round of Necessary Evil. I'm going to start this episode off with what is perhaps the most incredible headline ever written, certainly the most incredible I've ever read. Uh, From Business Insider, we got it right here. This is great. Uh, An anti-gay Hungarian politician has resigned after being caught by police fleeing a 25-man orgy through a window. (laughs) According to this article, police found 25 naked men at the gathering, including the man in question and a number of prominent diplomats. A source in the local police told the newspaper, quote, we interrupted a gangbang. So, <laughs> lot to unpack here, folks. Rough day for this guy, right? I mean, talk about a way to come out of the closet. I mean, not only are you outed as a fraud for being anti-gay publicly and then privately gay yourself behind closed doors, but then everyone finds out that you're taking down over two dozen dudes in a single sitting. God only knows what you cats are doing up there, right? I mean, that is some next-level shit right there. 25 dudes. But, you know, it's just such a perfect microcosm for conservatives today and why libertarians should take the lead on things like gay marriage. So this guy is part of Viktor Orban's government in Hungary. They're super conservative. They do have a full ban on gay marriage. They, they recognize gay partnership, but they do ban gay marriage. Uh, but the biggest thing people get upset about is the fact that they have this new law under Orban where families who make, not adopt, who make four or more children will pay zero income tax for the rest of their lives. All right, the idea is that their um, population has been declining for years, and they're trying to reverse that and, and incentivize family creation. So you have four kids, and you pay no more income tax ever. And, I mean, it's a pretty effective strategy in theory, right? I mean, I'd certainly be more willing to have four kids if I knew my taxes would drop that much. Um, and I don't know that that's necessarily an anti-gay policy, Um, because lots of hetero couples don't want to have four kids, so they're not going to have the benefit either. Uh, And if your goal is to increase the population, well, two dudes or two chicks can't physically make that happen, right? Um, Unless you made a stipulation about sperm donation or in vitro fertilization, which I think would be rational. But listen, i got to be honest here. I am significantly more concerned with this guy wanting to increase the population. Take, Take a look around, brother. We are chock full. We are good on people for a bit. I got over seven bill walking around. We're running out of fish to catch here, brother. We're running out of parking spaces. I mean, how about you slow your freaking roll, hoss? All right? But, you know, as far as gay marriage goes, I cannot for the life of me make sense of someone who was allegedly for minimizing government involvement in private lives and yet wants the government to control who you can marry. I understand that the Christian belief is that homosexuality is wrong, but you are not God. Okay, you don't get to impose your way of life on anyone else through the government. Okay, God said for you not to be gay. He didn't tell you not to allow anyone else to be gay or to disassociate with the gay folk or to create government regulations on the gay folk. Okay, if you are really for freedom and you are really for limited government, then you would never allow those sniveling, degenerate gutter rats sitting in Washington dictate what goes on in your private life or anyone else's, so long as it does not violate your safety or your property. Okay? You want to go have a 25-man, round-table, no-holds-barred sex train? Brother, be my guest. Now, I am not going to participate in this group sesh, but who am I to tell you what you can do in your free time? Okay, that's a huge reason I no longer identify as a conservative is because of frauds like this dude in Hungary. But 
like I always say, freedom is messy. So if you have the freedom to get married, then churches have the freedom to turn you away. And yes, that sucks. And yes, it sounds mean for me to allow that to happen. But having the government come in and force a church to marry you does not make them okay with gay folk all of a sudden. Like, oh man, I, you know, I wasn't too sure on these gay boys, but now that the government threatened to seize my church and jail me, I'm really starting to come around. All right, I think I'm going to check out one of these orgies everybody keeps talking about. I got some time on my hands. Let's, let's see what the, what the hubbub is about, right? I mean, wouldn't you want to be married in a church who has the freedom to turn you away with no repercussions whatsoever, and yet they welcome you with open arms? Okay, the anti-gay folk are not going to just disappear. You can't force someone to like you. So in my view, it's actually better if we allow complete marriage freedom on both sides here. Um, in other news, Sarah Fuller has won the SEC Football Player of the Week. She is the kicker for Vanderbilt, who they picked up when the entire death chart came down with COVID. And she gets Player of the Week for this squib kick that pretty much resembled an above-average Helen Keller impersonation. I mean, it's absolutely atrocious, and anyone who disagrees is lying, okay? And listen, I've said it before. I'm not exactly big on rules over here, okay? So if you want to say the girls can come play, fine. But everyone's acting like this is just the next frontier for women's rights. It's the most inspiring thing they've ever seen is letting girls play football with the boys. I mean, have we not seen enough men with severe brain trauma from football that now we got to get some women in here too? We need more female brain trauma. That's the next frontier of equal rights. I mean, more, more spinal compressions, more, more chronic migraines, more ruptured ACLs. I'm with you. I mean, we live in a clown world, people. You know that? We live in a clown world. We are on the brink of the greatest transfer of wealth the world has ever seen as COVID lockdowns decimate small business and all their customers run to the large corporations who can scale their operations worldwide. And we're out here talking about letting Helen Keller get some reps at fullback for the Lions. I mean, that's, that's why the market's so hot right now, by the way, is because all these small companies are on the balls of their ass and their customers are running to the Domino's and the Home Depot's and the Amazon the large public companies that are listed on the S&P. Okay, and then Jimmy's Pizza Shop is just dead in the water. They ain't coming back, all right? And uh, we got people bragging about the fact that Joe Biden has an all-female White House transition team, as if that is any indication of how well they can do their jobs. Uh, <laughs> we live in a clown world. This is such a joke, man. I mean, it's like when he said in the primary debates that if he won, he would pick a woman of color to be his, his VP. I mean, here's an idea, Joe. How about picking the best candidate for the job, regardless of what they look at look like? I mean, how about basing your decision for vice president of the United States on, I don't know, a little thing called competence? And, and also, I mean, what a spit in the face for Kamala, too. You know, I'm only picking you because you're a black chick. I mean, wouldn't it have been so much more impactful if he said, I'm going to pick the best person for the job, even if that was a lie, and then picked a woman of color? But I mean, that's, that's the society we live in now, where immutable characteristics like race and gender matter more than merit. It is dangerous stuff, right? And, and, and notice how, you know, the only voices of color they like are the ones they agree with on every issue. Okay, what if I prefer Larry Elder as my voice of color or Thomas Sowell? Or Coleman Hughes, famous black conservatives. 
All right. And, and, you know, that's just it. They don't, they don't actually care if the person is black. They only care if the person agrees with them ideologically. Okay. They just sell it off as if they're caring about promoting black voices, but they care about promoting black liberal voices. That's it. Okay. So, I mean, that's what we're focusing on now is, is a new female kicker and an all female transition team for the white house. Hooray. All right. All while we're about to go into round two of these lockdowns as if we haven't done enough damage yet. And you know, for what? For a virus with a 99.9% survival rate? I mean, if it was so bad, if it was so deadly for people to be out in public without a mask on, then why would Lori Lightfoot be seen out in public without a mask? Why would Gavin Newsom, Andrew and Chris Cuomo, Gretchen Whitmer, Nancy Pelosi, why would, why if wearing a mask and staying home was truly the most effective means for saving humanity, then why would the people telling us that not be following it themselves? All right, I mean, what, what, what's the end game here? How long do you propose that we continue these draconian measures until there's zero COVID cases left? No more COVID ever? Is that the end of this? Okay, my stance has not changed. If you are immunocompromised or have debilitating health conditions, then you should absolutely stay home. And I'm okay if we support you financially for the time being. All right, but, you know, what does my going out have anything to do with it? If you're that worried about it, you should be staying home anyways, right? So why should I have to stay home? If everyone out is willing to risk getting the virus, then how am I hurting anyone else? Okay, because the masks aren't working, by the way. All the randomized controlled studies that have come out have shown no statistical difference between mask wearing and non-mask wearing in terms of contracting the virus. All right, the, the, the one study out of Denmark seems to be the most thorough, and the data out of that are absolutely crystal clear. All right, the masks are not making a difference one way or the other. So everyone who's out in public has to be willing to catch the virus. And if you're not, then stay the hell home. Fine. Okay. But what if I want to expose myself to pathogens so that I can maintain a strong immune system instead of locking myself in a Lysol dungeon all winter playing video games? All right. I mean, these people danced in the street in crowds of half a million people when Biden won and then had the gall to, to tell you to uninvite your own family to Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Bite me, bitch. Okay, and why is it always the Democrats with the lockdowns? I've told you before, I'm not a Republican. I will jump right in line with you in bashing the cronies and the warmongers and the self-entitled pricks running the Republican Party. And, you know, that describes the vast majority of them. And I'll be the first to tell you that Republicans in Congress have a lot more in common with Democrats in Congress than they will ever have with you. Okay, but this issue here is clear. There's one side that's taking freedom and one side that's allowing it, all right? And I'm not saying that everyone calling for lockdowns is doing so solely to exercise tyrannical power, even though, you know, let's be honest, you would be naive to merely dismiss the fact that public office attracts an alarming number of vile, nasty people. One of them, for the record, is about to become vice president, by the way. Okay, <laughs> I know that's going to upset, uh, upset people, but hear me out. Kamala Harris is an evil, vindictive, borderline sociopathic fraud. And if you're upset by that right now, okay, I can hear you snarling. I can, I can smell the smoke coming out of your ears. Allow me to remind you that she is a stranger. She has no idea who you are, okay? And if that upsets you because she is a black woman, then let me remind you that being for equality is holding everyone to the same standard, no matter what color and gender they may be. Okay, so let's just talk about a few of the things that Kamala Harris has done in her career. All right, for one, Kevin Cooper is currently on death row. 
And when she was the attorney general of California, she had the opportunity to pursue exculpatory DNA evidence in his case and refused. She refused a man facing death row the simple courtesy of a DNA test, a couple hundred bucks. Okay, and all that is is another W in her column as prosecutor. Another man, George Gage, is in prison for life because of the exact same reason. She couldn't give them the courtesy of a potentially exculpatory DNA test in a life sentence. Okay, but that's just another W in her column as a prosecutor. All right, moving on to the next. Sorry. And then, you know, I'm sure you've seen the video of her bragging to a crowd of people about how she prosecuted parents for truancy in her district. One of the poorest districts in California, single mothers working all hours of the night, trying to put food on the table, and she's prosecuting them when their kids don't show up to school. And then laughing about it on TV. I mean, how can you say this person is not vile? And how about when she called Joe Biden out for not supporting busing back in the 70s to integrate the school system? A measure that was overwhelmingly unpopular with voters. But she calls him out in a debate, obviously insinuating that he has racial tendencies. And then she she pairs up with him as, as VP like a month later. I mean, Stephen Colbert... Asked her directly on a show, he says, you know, Kamala, Kamala, you kind of called him a racist in the last debate, and now you guys seem to be cool. Uh, you, you know, what do you say to the voters who think poorly of that? And and you know what her answer was as she is bursting out laughing? She goes, Stephen, come on. It was a debate. She's laughing. It was a debate. And, he, I mean, go look up the tape. He's got this awkward look on his face, and he's like, you know, are you saying that you can just say whatever you want about somebody in a debate? And she goes, it was a debate. I was trying to win. I mean, this is her candidly admitting that she is willing to slander someone as a racist. One of the worst things you can ever be as a human being, short of murderer, rapist, and pedophile. She is willing to call someone a racist to try and win a debate. That is disgusting. Unforgivable. I'm borderline sociopathic. Okay, and and you know not only vile, but she's just a sellout. I mean, she had the chance to to prosecute Steve Mnuchin's bank, One West. Steve Mnuchin's the Secretary of the Treasury right now. And she had a chance to uh, prosecute his bank, One West, back in 2012. Right, the California Department of Justice found in an investigation that One West Bank, I got the article right here, uh, participated in widespread misconduct when foreclosing on homes, and recommended that Harris file a civil enforcement action against the bank. Okay, and she refused to prosecute him. A guy who's practicing widespread misconduct, foreclosing on working people. Okay, and lo and behold, Steve Mnuchin happens to have donated to one Democrat's campaign for Senate in 2016. Would anyone like to take a guess who that may have been? I mean, seems a little coincidental that the person who refused to prosecute him for mortgage fraud is the one Democrat who he donated to. Okay, it's Kamala Harris, the same chick who let him off scot-free, even though the, the, the California Department of Justice handed her a crystal clear case, okay, and she refuses to prosecute. I mean, it seems a little fishy, wouldn't you say, that she's, that she's willing to trade in prosecuting an absolute purebred slime ball, trade that in for a big fat campaign donation. It's disgusting stuff, man. But, you know, watch the glowing reviews she'll get in media now. Because having that parentheses D behind your name is the all-encompassing superpower. Okay, you can virtually do no wrong. And she's diverse. We like diversity, right? I mean, she's a black woman, right? We, we Mission accomplished. 
We like diversity. I mean, <laughs> high five, man. We, we did it. Look the other way. Move along. All right? And I'm going to be honest, man. I'm not buying this whole dog walking story about how Joe broke his ankle the other day. Okay, sounds to me like Kamala ain't all that excited about waiting for this old geezer to keel over and die. And she's willing to take matters into her own hands. I mean, I, I'm telling you right now, you give her five minutes alone in a room with that old man, and I'm not 100% confident that she doesn't shove her fist down his throat and suffocate his ass to death. Okay, that I could actually commend her for, I'll be honest. Anyone willing to murder the president to take power themselves has my utmost respect. All right, that's, that's, I'm not even exaggerating there. That's, I give a good head nod to that. I mean, that is next level ambition, a commitment to the cause. That's, that's, that's just good stuff right there, man. Um, well, folks, that's all we got for today. Thank you once again for tuning in. Uh, as always, please make sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your degenerate friends so that we can start pumping up some numbers here. And I will see you next time on Necessary Evil, where people are sovereign, where all government measures are enforced by the point of gun, and where state power is in direct conflict with individual liberty. Thanks a lot.